Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde with this week's Notre Dame football show here on YouTube. Pod like a champion for those listening via podcast. Man, uh, another week to talk Notre Dame football. Have a ton to discuss. Transfer portal um, needs, uh, recruiting, and we're going to start off talking about the 2023 schedule release. But uh, for folks watching live on YouTube or watching back, Drop a like on the video. Please hit that thumbs up. Uh, subscribe to our channel, of course, and uh, let us know where you're watching from. I always like to see uh, where all of our Fighting Irish fans are from because it truly is a uh, national and international fan base. So let us know where you are tuning in from. Tim, how are you doing today, man? Doing great. Doing really good. Beautiful weather. Really? Oh, yeah. Beautiful weather. It's 45 degrees today. We have a foot of snow coming on Friday, so looking forward to that. Get the shovel ready. All right. Yeah. I think the news item of the day was Notre Dame's schedule release, Tim. So we can just kind of go ahead and dive into that. Um, what was your so when I saw this out there, I was like, my first thought was, didn't we already kind of know what the schedule was gonna be, right? That was my first thought. Uh, but then you know, I asked Tyler Horka who who wrote this article at Blue and Gold, and I was like, I asked him that question. He basically said, yeah, it was all this was already known except for the um, ACC schedule part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the ACC teams, but now you get to see exactly when those games are being played and uh, where the bye weeks stack up. So Tim, what was your reaction when you saw this? Yeah. The first, well, the first thing was NC, you know, the NC state game, you know, the NC state game that pops right in there to give them four games before the Buckeyes come to town. And then um, with Ohio, you know, Ohio State's got the three, you know, the three cupcakes. I kept calling it the three cupcakes for Notre Dame and Ohio State as they get ready to clash 
uh, you know, for that, you know, for that ball game. So going to NC State, so you're going to have a, a road conference game, as I, you know, kind of call. It. I've been breaking down Notre Dame's schedule because people always look at it and whatnot. I'm just starting to break them down as a conference since they're battling for playoff bids. And, you know, you got your ECC part of your conference. You got Navy, Stanford, USC are kind of locks because they're your traditional games you play each and every year. And then you have your Power Five game, which is the Buckeyes, your Group of Five game, which is Central Michigan. And then um, and then for the first time ever, they're going to have a one double A. So which is interesting, by the way, 2024, they only have 11 games on the schedule. They don't have a 12th game, which leads me to believe are they going to do another one double A in 2024? So uh, looking forward to that. But uh, it's. It's interesting. Uh, one big thing, first thing I did was go on Mr. Google and typed in. I haven't done this in a long time, Mike. Typed okay. in. I went to the 2023 Notre Dame catalog and looked up midterm week. And guess what? Notre Dame is playing during midterm week, which all us old timers know that that's been some bad games in the past. Big upsets. They're playing USC on midterms. Midterm break is that weekend through the whole next week off. So their bye week is the actual bye after midterms, which is interesting. So I guess that's a good little break. Maybe, you know, maybe it works out good for recruiting there. Maybe they got extra film study to get ready for, uh, you know, everyone's favorite Notre Dame uh, coach out there and Pat Narduzzi, which everyone loves to hate Narduzzi and Pitt. And then they got Phil Jerkovic. So notice that. And then one last thing is, is Sam Hartman? I'm curious about yeah. this. Is he going to walk on senior on sixth year senior day against the school he just played uh, football for for five years? Wake Forest. I found that fascinating. So. Yeah, um, we got a, f- a few folks actually from Fort Wayne. Um, Fort Wayne. Or excuse me, yeah, we had Fort Wayne and then uh, you know, Warsaw. A couple from Warsaw, Indiana. Uh, we even have Richard saying he's checking in from Ireland. So. I'm guessing, Richard, you're going to be at the game. Um, I, I would hope so. Um, someone asked, uh, when does Michigan get back on the schedule? That would be 30, 32, 33, 34, right in that range. 2023, uh, uh, 2034. Notre Dame plays um, Michigan State 26, 27. But, yeah, not not the, the fighting Harbaugh's until 23, 20, or excuse me, 33, 34. And I'm sure – Jim will still be the head coach by then, and every offseason between now and then, there will be rumors about him going to the NFL. And uh, so, stories, man. People love Rick. You're funny. You're funny, Rick. Liverpool, England. Oh, is that your team? Is Liverpool your team you follow? Unfortunately, this season, the answer is yes. Okay, okay. No, he's not from Liverpool, but uh, his uh, alter ego is. Anyways, um, I want to go back to the schedule, Tim. Because this is the super interesting part for me. Let's look at these two buys. You tell you you tell me if you disagree, Tim. I would like to put this by. Right. Oh yeah. Wait, can I not drag this? Come on, I thought right on. there. Oh. I want to put it right above USC, and I want this by right above here before Clemson. Right? I mean, it just seems like that is not ideal. So Notre Dame has two buys because they play the week zero game, right? So um, you're thankful you're playing Tennessee State after being in Ireland. Um, So you come home, you play Tennessee State. At NC State, that's going to be a dogfight. Central Michigan, uh, knock on wood, Notre Dame has not played well against some of these group of five teams in recent years, Toledo, Marshall. Um, at Ohio State, at Duke, Louisville, at, at Louisville, mm-hmm. home against USC. That is a stretch of, was that, eight games? Yeah, eight games. And then a bye. That is a brutal, that's a brutal schedule. Two games and another bye. It's I just like brutal, but. That's, a, that's tough. That's a tough yeah. stretch. Yeah, yeah, but your two biggest games are at home. Um I get I you know what I may be the anti here I may be the opposite I I still think this schedule is pretty soft I don't think really well I mean you have the big three but you got two out of the three at home um I I, I don't you know maybe I'm you know maybe I'm the the optimistic here yeah with 
against Mr. Singer tonight. I like it. I like it. But, <laughs> no, uh, but I mean, you just went out and got the premier quarterback in the portal. You have a boatload of dudes returning on offense. Every, I mean, who, I mean, they're losing two guards. I think Harry Heastan will find two guards. Now their guards who have a lot of playing time. Don't get me wrong. They'll, you know, they'll find two guards. Obviously they lost Michael Mayer, but they're not going to be throwing the tight end 175 times this year. So they're going to have a different style of offense. They did what sure. they did with Mayer because they had to. All the running backs are back. You got two, you know, NFL offensive tackles. The defense, yeah, you lost Foskey, but but really, I mean, did Foskey really seem like an All-American? Seemed like, yeah, a couple games here and there, but overall, good, you know, good, good football player. No doubt about it. It's going to be a, you know, late first round, early second round. I think this Notre Dame team's got a ton of football players returning, a ton of experience returning, ton of leadership coming back. If Notre Dame struggles at Duke, Louisville, NC State, Marcus Freeman's got more issues than than I think we were led on to believe. That you know, That's my gut going into the season. Yeah, you also picked Notre Dame to go undefeated last year, so I don't want to. If, I said if they beat Ohio State. We never did a game-by-game prediction, by the way. I said <laughs> if they beat – Except for every week. If they go into Ohio State and beat o, and, uh, and win that game, they're going to the playoffs. And they lost. And then the what a, all right. Was, now, all right. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me pause real quick. Let me let me say one more thing on top of this, which you're probably going to say, which you've already led a couple minutes ago, is, oh, they struggled against those Mac schools. Hey, if Notre Dame goes out and loses to not Duke, Duke's ACC, but blows a Central Michigan, has another one of these games, once again, Notre Dame's got bigger issues. All right, well, I'm going to predict that if Notre Dame beats USC, Ohio State, and Clemson and wins the rest of their games, they're going to make the college football playoff. That's a kind of a Tim Hyde argument there. Well, I said that game one now. I said if they go into Columbus and win game one, they're going to go undefeated and go to the playoffs. They did not, did they? No. 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 So, you know, which leads me, you know, the next question on this schedule. Is this another, well, Marcus Freeman's got to work out the kinks. Eight and four is okay. Is is this a nine and three record? Oh, he's a young coach. Let him keep working. Is that going to be allowed in 2023? Is, you know, does he get another mulligan in year two as we get ready for the expanded playoffs in 2024? What's recruiting going to be like that, right? Right. If Notre Dame goes nine. Let's just say nine and three. It's just nine and three. They beat, let's say they beat Ohio State, but SC and Caleb Williams gets them. They go on the road and, you know, lose to Clemson, which would not be a shocker, right? Clemson's outstanding at, at home, except for South Carolina, who they lost to this year. But anyway, and then, you know, they have another stub toe game. NC State, just, Stanford, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, exactly. Let's say it's Louisville. You know, they got Jeff Brom and he's out there. By the way, who they get in the quarterback portal? I totally forgot. I don't Damn. remember either. I, I can find really, out. Yeah, a really good quarterback. I, uh, I think so. But let's say it's Louisville, and you go nine and three. People happy? You know, that's that's going to be Jack you know, Plumber. Plum, yeah, that's what it was. Plumber's going to play Notre Dame like what three, three years in a row? In a row. Purdue, Cal, Louisville. That's what it was. That's what Insane. it was. So. And uh. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting this season. I think this Notre Dame team, once again, I felt it this past season, but you know, quarterbacks are a little different story. Okay, I called it brutal. You called it. Did you say soft? Did, did you say that word soft? Yeah, that's probably that's. that's, that's I think too nice, right? Yeah, that's too nice. Soft outside of the three, I do not think these ACC teams are playing this year are are good. Yeah, but you outside of know. the big three, but, so it's. So it's tough. How's that? It's a tough yeah, schedule. It's, it's a, yeah. Oh, what does Notre Dame – well, Notre Dame, the video today had it said hard, right? Their little video they did. Did you see the video? The mm-hmm. Notre Dame, they broke it down where they're doing a video game. Easy, mm-hmm. medium, and hard, and they picked it as a hard schedule. So let's go off the video. It's a hard schedule. Three games. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not easy. It's not brutal. Um, but uh, – yeah, I mean, if you look outside the big three last season, you wouldn't have thought, oh. But wasn't that the rookie head coach? Marshall. And- oh, you know, can't. 
So hold on. So if he does this again, if Freeman does this in year two, what did he learn? What did he learn? Because he said he was going to look at everything. He said he was going to look at the practice schedules, how they do everything, pregame, game routine. He's he's doing. He's going to divulge. He's going to get into every single detail. That was, he talked about that at the end of the season. That was going to be his big project. So if he goes and has a couple stubbed toes again, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this is pretty funny. I, I actually thought it was pretty cool. It's a cool little <laughs> little '80s videographic here, you know. So that's just me. Hey, I followed Notre Dame a long time. Man, this 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 is not some juggernaut schedule. That's just that's just my opinion. Yeah, this is actually Trey Gannity for Blue and Gold put this together. The guy I do the Friday recruiting show oh, with. Okay. So um, he does a little voiceover um, for this as well. So I figure we'll just kind of play it as. Look so. at that. That's old school right there. Yeah, it's a background video. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the looking at the schedule be like oh well outside of the three hardest games it, it, that's it, fine. it doesn't matter i mean just... no no but you're allowed to play tough teams you are notre dame yeah. i mean you are allowed to play tough teams now it's like alabama's in the sec sec has tough teams you know for as much as the big 10 gets their head kicked in michigan still has ohio state as well wisconsin penn state penn state's going to be a top 10 team so yeah some of these schedules that teams are playing are or buttercups, they are. George's is brutal. Do you want to take George's 90% blue chip and play that schedule? Yeah, it's it's cupcake land. But with Notre Dame, the other thing with Ohio State, quarterback's gone. Four offensive linemen went pro early. Yeah, obviously, the best wide receiver left. Um, a handful of other guys have left. So they're going to be, but they have three scrimmages to get ready before they come into uh, South Bend. That game, I Man, you got to beat Ohio State. If they don't beat Ohio State, when are they ever going to beat this this team? It's been 90 years. Yeah. Since they won. So, what like what's your kind of early thought on on what they might actually go this upcoming season in terms of record? God, man, am I going to be too optimistic? I got to go. I I got to I mean, undefeated. What you get I mean, what you get Sam Hartman for then? You got to go eleven and one with this schedule. Seriously, you got to go eleven and one. Anything, anything less than that, you're back in the Gator Bowl. So great. What did you get? What did you get for it? That goes back to a lot of people's opinions of, well, play Tyler Buckner and nine and three is okay. You know, at least we're getting experience. You know, I'm the opposite. I'm like, play the best guys and you're Notre Dame. Win all the damn football games you can. So you know, because you never know what's going to happen a year from now. A year from now is is forever. From now, you know, you don't, you have no clue within in today's world, you know, none. I mean, look at Georgia, just like Georgia. It's funny. I saw a tweet earlier. The the Georgia receiver who had like who has scored in every uh, every playoff game the last two years is going to the transfer portal. It's like the guy Mitchell. He's scored. He got the winning touchdown, I think, against Ohio State. He has scored in the four playoff games. And he's he's leaving. It's like you have no idea nowadays. So it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you made a good point earlier. Like, look, this, this you know, outside of Mayor, and I mean, the offense is going to be largely the same. Like, you're you're bringing back your playmakers. I mean, Drew Pine was a big time playmaker for that offense. Dare I say? I'm, I'm, Does he start for you know? That's I'm what we need through. to do. You know, we need to get a bet on that. Does he start at Arizona State? That's going to be a fun one to watch. How, what would? How funny would it be if he just goes to Arizona State and? Torches the Pac-12. He beats. How yeah, does beats that look for Tommy Reese? And then Sam. Oh, and then whoever's playing quarterback for Notre Dame struggles. Oh my gosh! Now Hartman has 19 touchdowns, 14 picks. There you go. And then Pine has 20 touchdowns, 14 picks. Oh man, <laughs> good stuff. Good Any stuff. other thoughts on this before we move along, Tim? No, I, it's a great. It's. I, it's a great schedule for Notre Dame to make a run at the playoffs. I mean, it'll just be brutally big time quarterback, tons of experience all over the place. Freeman in year two, you know, it, I just, you know, people are, you know, already on the message board when you talk about anything, well, they lost to Marshall. Okay. He, that's year one. If that, if that continues, what are the odds of Freeman continuing a few years from now? I mean, it's, it's, it's just be honest. He, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to take care of business. I think this football team is going to be a damn good football team 
in his second year. I just, I just truly, I see this Duke. Yeah. Although I, Oh, Mike Elka. Okay. You're still Duke. Notre Dame should go in there and win. Are they going to hang, have a hangover after Ohio state? Yes. You got to take, I mean, that's, that's your hangover game right there, Mike. You got Duke and Marshall, right? Right after yeah. the Buckeyes. Yeah. Should be uh, worth noting CJ Stroud is entering the NFL draft. So the Buckeyes will be without, um, you know, their, their quarterback from the season. But I think I saw it on Twitter from an on three guy. He said, uh, you know, Ohio state has uh, 10 stars between two of their quarterbacks. I mean, they got two five-star quarterbacks. So, I don't think the Buckeyes will be hurting in that position, but still you are breaking in um, a new right. I thought Dabo thought that as well with his 10 stars at quarterback this year. So you never know. This is, I'm telling you, this is a golden opportunity for Notre Dame to beat Ohio State. It just is. Do yeah. they have dudes? Heck yeah, they do. They're stacked. And a bunch of their defensive guys came back. So it's going to be a battle. I think I'm forever just – projecting Notre Dame to go 10 and 2 Tim because it's just a good safe record to choose it's not like oh if you pick Notre Dame to win 8 or 9 games you're a hater if you pick Notre Dame to win 11 games or or 12 and 0 you're just this you know homer i think 10 and 2 is just that perfect solid medium uh i don't want to be 10 and 2 i don't <laughs> i i mean i just you know that it's funny cuz you know obviously with, with you know with the road games you know, the road games, I mean, they're basically that's their conference. They're starting conference play with three road games, NC State, Duke, Louisville, you know, and in between, nestled in between those, you've got probably your two biggest games, Ohio State and USC. So, I mean, you have to play those two behemoths before you get a home conference game, which is what Pitt after USC. So, um, and great point about their buys. The buys, you know, the way way they go, you know, I kind of like one of them later in the year because you do get some rest as you get working. But, but some, not two but in some, the same month. Yeah. No, yeah, well, no, 21st. Yeah, no, I feel like. the 11th. That's yeah. just, it's it's within a month, right? Yeah. Then you got, you just, you sell out. You got SC Clemson Super Bowls. You guys are off, you know, Monday, Tuesday, the following week. So you don't have to worry about a game, man. You just, those are going to be. I mean, you already. I mean, we already pencil in the the night games. You already see where they're going to be. So there's going to be our midnight shows. Yeah, I think like I, someone said, why not put the buys before the the big games like Lou did? Well, I mean, like every college coach wants to. So wants I don't to, think that's sure. unique to a Lou Holtz thing, but I, I think part of it's out of Notre Dame's control with the ACC deal, right? I mean. Sure. Notre Dame, I don't believe, gets to just pick when they get to play their ACC games. They get to pick the rest of the games. Yes, but the ACC with that five, um, that five game deal, they they get to pick. Yeah, this this is the this is a really interesting one. The the uh, oh, the yeah. Sam Hartman Bowl, like yeah. you said, on Senior Day. Yes, I just wish that game was at Wake Forest. To be completely honest with you, and now let's look another subplot where our beat writers will be traveling to Durham. Wait, yeah, Ra- Dury, Durham, Raleigh, um, and then Durham, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. There's Durham, Raleigh again. Louisville, I can see uh, Patrick at the. Uh, My wife's been to Louisville. She loves that city. It's one of those little hidden gem cities. She loves it. Maybe I will drive over to Clemson, uh, South Carolina, and then Palo Alto. Is there going to be a hurricane game this year? We had NC State in sixteen, Clemson in fifteen. What's that hurricane game? Those uh how about none? How about none? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, Tim, let's move to uh Hello. talking some Notre Dame football recruiting. Uh how about this guy? Um, if if folks oh. are wondering kind of the latest in the recruiting process, I'll just touch on that real quick. Talking about Chicago St. Ignatius class of 2024 defense alignment, Justin Scott. Really an elite player. See the recruiting prediction machine has him trending towards Notre Dame. Um, for all talk about predictions being logged here recently here's mine from august um so i i will say that my confidence level in this one has kind of gone like this number right it's fluctuated a good bit um but currently it's it's up but it could quickly go down this is justin scott's recruitment is uh it's an interesting one because uh 
you know, he announced the on Friday that he was going to be committing January 31st after had he had just told on three's Chad Simmons in an article that he was, you know, looking to do like a spring summer commitment. So it's like you push things up, it's on your birthday, then Georgia offers. My biggest question is, does he stick with committing in less than two weeks? Um, because now there's talk about him potentially going to Georgia and um, so yeah, did a video on that with Darren Pritchett. Also had an article uh, at blueandgold.com tonight, so you can check all that out. So that's kind of the rundown of Justin Scott. Tim, did you want to add any thoughts on his recruiting process before we dive into what Notre Dame could potentially be getting here? It's been quiet. I mean, he's only been to Notre Dame what last last spring, right? When they did, uh, he hasn't been to Notre Dame, Dame, so to speak. You end know, of July. They, he's just not. Yeah. He doesn't take a lot of visits. He doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't go anywhere. So. Then, but Tim, the visits he has taken this fall, Michigan, yeah. USC, Miami, Ohio it's State. So follow the visits does not look good for Notre Dame, but sources do like where the Irish are at here. Yeah, I mean he's down the street, so you know, basically right, right down there in Chicago. And um, it, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, when this came out, he's, you know, when he came out, oh, you know, he's going to commit and all that. That's the first thing I, I said was. Yeah, I don't think he's been, you know, with his whole family. I know they came in, like I said, in the summer, they did a big photo shoot on the Golden Throne. And, yep. you know, and you know, he had a great visit. I remember reading the articles and stuff like that. And then it's like you're down the street. So, you know, obviously he plays big-time Catholic ball. He's probably busy on the weekends, things of that nature. Just hasn't gotten back to South Bend. And then Plays basketball, yeah, football. Oh, yeah. They have some games on Saturdays. No, so. exactly. So he's busy all the time. Not everyone visits all the time. And, uh, you know, yeah, not everyone's like that. The guy, uh, Mr. Bowen, who went somewhere, what, every six days he was traveling to a different college. So not everyone's that. But um, I was stunned. I was stunned that he's committing, and now all the buzz is Notre Dame. I'm like, wow. So that one trip, obviously communication and Freeman and all the coaches working him and things of that nature. And I think what the whole staff went to go see him last week. And did that visit just flip him and have his family say, you're staying close to home. This is where we want to be. Because it was Ohio State was the rumor. I remember, you know, he loved USC and talked about how he definitely wanted to come back. I remember reading about the, you know, the the, the photo shoot he did there and the Coliseum and things of that nature. I remember reading that. So it's it's just interesting because it's been quiet. And now, boom, it's just yeah. blown up two weeks. I'm picking where I go. Yeah. Went from top, but, eight, top eight to – I mean, it was just a top eight. He did top eight ago. one week ago. Like you said, the interview he did with the on three guy, and then boom, 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 everything blows up. But it's still eleven months away, so <laughs> still Saturday. Exactly. So is this going to be? This is where I. This is my favorite, as you like to call it. I've seen, uh, you know, some of the people. You know, I know you talked about that on the message board, where commitments are becoming. Oh, this is my early favorite. So is this going to just be a whirlwind? Yeah. Yeah. A couple yeah. Of thoughts before we dive into the film one is sometimes you'll see like predictions go out and or, or, or various intel pieces on mm-hmm. oh this various insider whether it's me or someone else feels really good about notre dame getting a kid i always like roll my eyes and just like and i see fans get all excited it's like man this can just change so, so fast. fast so i feel like it's either oh my god we're so excited we're getting this kid we're gonna sign every five-star player or it's I hate everything. We're not going to land anyone, anyone, whoever commits, decommits. It's always one of the two. And what I try to do as someone who tries not to be too emotional in reporting, right, is is bring you to the middle and be like, all right, this comment from D-Rock is dumb. Verbals absolutely do mean something. This is a very dumb comment. No offense, D-Rock. It's it's just, I mean, it's, it's. It's very dumb. I mean, Marcus Freeman said in a press conference, and he was being very truthful because this is what they try to do. He said that it's easier to decommit than it is to get someone to commit. Wait, no, flipped, flipped. Wait, Tim, I'm having a brain fart. Can you help me? Oh my gosh, he said, uh, "Do you not? You're not helping me here." What, what's that? Oh no! I mean, his comment. His comment that first, did I just did I did I or did I get that backwards? He said it's easier. Or no, it's it's harder. He said it's a lot yeah. harder to decommit. Decommit, yeah, yeah, than to commit. Okay, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. That was it. That was it. Yeah, I'm calling D Rock dumb 
and then uh, I can't I can't even speak a sentence. So yeah, if you get Justin Scott to to commit, like that's a big part of it. Yeah, thank you, Milton fan. Harder to decode. Um, so yeah, it's it. Go ahead, Tim. I I need. Well, to, I mean, well, to I mean that's a great point you're talking about, Mike. Is look at all the guys that have committed. Yeah, look at a Don Schuler. I mean, look at all the players who do commit. I mean, Notre Dame had a lot of decommits what? last year. That was a high number. It's like six or something. That's a high number for Notre Dame. It's not usually that high. But still, even with Notre Dame signing 24, let's say they had 60 commits. That's 30 total. You signed 24 of a 30 commits. That's what, like 70%, right? That's still a real – so now we're saying seven and ten guys who commit on – an outlier year, yeah. That seventy percent is a high number. Commitments absolutely matter. But you know, but even with the decommitments, really outside of you know Bowen and Keeley, obviously were huge. They they filled all the other ones, did they not? I mean, they lost Elijah Page. You wanted to stay close to home. They ended up getting five offensive linemen. Uh, who else? I mean, Cedric Irvin was quote unquote decommit, but the staff was happy with what they were doing at running back. So. Yeah. That was yeah. not the major. Who else is that? I'll be well, okay. So, oh, oh, the corner, the corner, um, the right. Bishop Foreman guy. All right, let's let's yeah. go up by position. Dylan Edwards, which they did not replace, and Jade Lamar didn't replace, but they Jimmy got guys. three. You know, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be super worried about that. They're not. Um, anyway. Page talked about Page. There wasn't any re- receiver decommitments, right? And chat, you guys help us out in in, in the comments. Um, defensive line, Ely. So that's four. Yeah. Bowen, Rhett. I think that's six. Yeah. Uh, and I would argue with the transfer portal with Gene Baptiste and Harper, at least you filled those two guys year, yes. you know, for, for their year one because I think Keeley exactly. and Bowen could have played year one. So you at least added depth pieces um, in the immediate future. So, um, But, yeah, going back to the Scott thing, would be absolutely huge here. And Notre Dame would be able to get him on campus very easily. It's 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 a lot different than the Peyton Bowen thing. And but Bowen did visit a bunch. Yeah, like he, he did. I mean, he, he came to the Clemson game, correct? Clemson game. Yeah. So I think he did visited he go to the Alamo. Uh, the Alamo Bowl. Jeez, Louise, Tim. The the Shamrock game. Didn't he go to that? That he didn't go to no, that one. A lot that. of other guys did. Okay, I can't remember if he went there. But I did. I did. I did stroke out there for a second. Thank you, Milton. Fan. My brain just stopped working, and Tim couldn't assist me. Oh, sitting there like, okay, where, where, the hell's where, Mike where are you going? Where are you I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's no, but no, but it's true. It's like if you commit, I mean, half of these dudes aren't going to later flip. It, I mean, you're going to. I mean, Notre Dame's a lot different, and it's proven that over the years. When when they commit, these guys usually stick, and especially this last year with Marcus Freeman, he had so many guys commit early and and you talked about it a million times in your articles how many guys kept going after love and you know you know great Great house flanagan uh, just yeah flanagan nonstop. even um oh my god jagasaw with michigan kept calling all the way up until the end people kept calling these guys and and with scott you get scott now you got i mean you're basically getting two true five-star talents and out of the, probably three, right? With Williams at receiver, Scott Carr. at deep tackle, and CJ Carr. Yeah. You're getting three of the premier Midwest football players, which is awesome. You know, when you got Ohio State down the road, who's just been dominating football. Hey, D Rock, that's fine, man. You admit it. I'm just, we're just messing with, I'm just messing with you, man. All right, let, let, let's dive into this comment. Appreciate the two bucks for the super chat. He says, Could he be another Chicago kid? Like Zorich, it's an interesting comparison, Tim. What do, what do you uh, think about this one? Oh man, it, it'd be great to get. Obviously, you got a big, big stud. I mean, he's Chris Zorich. Was, you know, Chris would you know? Let's get Chris back on here. Talk about Chicago. You know, D tackle play, but uh, he's a lot bigger than Chris Zorich. That's for sure. Uh, when you watch, when you watch him, the the first guy, the first person I think about is just Stephon Tuitt. Just his size athleticism so we're seeing him at offensive line here i'll be honest with you mike i really don't i probably shouldn't say this he's really good offensive line oh well that's a fine thing to say tim he's he's really good offensive lineman his offensive line feel is really good but uh uh because i know as a sophomore i don't think he played his his highlights was a ton of uh 
he's 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 got some power on offense. But uh, <laughs> don't show this to he stand. <laughs> Someone actually talked about that recently. But uh, he's just a big, strong, powerful guy. Which Notre Dame hasn't had those guys. They, you know, they just haven't. You know, you got another Lewis Nix type guy. He's bigger than Lewis, but with that size, the length. He, to me, he's a Stefan Tuitt. He's a guy that can play multiple positions. I don't think ND would have him sit at the nose and just two gap. I see him being a guy they move around a lot just to keep him active. What do you think about the comments saying Brian Young? Oh God, you, I mean, you got an NFL Hall of Famer there. So Brian Bryant Young was just so I mean, Brian Young would just throw people. He was like that in high school. I remember, I mean, the old film on him when Tom Lemming used to break down stuff and have old highlight films that they would put out there. Plus, plus Bryant Young was a, a linebacker too early on. He's a stud. God, you think about yeah, those. I mean, you're talking about Bryant Young and Chris Zorich too. Like, right. That's you know, setting the bar for Exactly. Two Notre Dame legends out of Chicago. So, can Scott be there? Heck yeah, he can. Super talented kid. Great athleticism. He's not a stick in the mud whatsoever. Big, strong. Look at him run, chase things down. He, he's a special one. If if Coach Freeman could get this guy, like we said, to go with Williams, who's blowing up, uh, C.J. Carr. You got Carr, Williams on offense, representing the Midwest, and Big Scott here in the middle. It's it's a hell of a get for him. No doubt about it. He's big, man. He's a big tank and athletic. And a lot more I, – I saw a lot more mobility from a sophomore. I always watch the sophomore to junior year just to see – you know, how, how guys are growing and whatnot. He shows a lot more burst than he did as a sophomore. Cause when I first saw a sophomore film, I'm like, this guy's a five-star He's a big, strong guy, but he's not dominating, you know, whatnot his junior year. He definitely started to turn it up and you could see that, that five-star potential right there where he could come in and be an instant, instant player on the interior for Notre Dame his freshman year. Cause they're going to need guys. Speaking of five-star Tim, something I would rank, um, a five-star is uh, this book right here, The Leprechaun Game Day um, at Notre Dame. Last week's show, we had Mike Brown, the author of the book, on, and I'm sure folks who got to watch that can agree that he was an f- absolutely fantastic um, guest on there to talk about this book. So if you have not picked it up yet, for the month of January, folks, promo code BG23, he will sign your copy. It is not – I mean, they have a distribution center somewhere – um, so, but he said he will personally hand sign copies. If you just for the month of January, if you use that promo code, uh, BG 23. So if you're wondering what the heck is the leprechauns game day at Notre Dame, um, it is, uh, inspired by former Irish leprechaun, Mike Brown. And it is an officially licensed children's book that describes a beautiful pageantry of a football Saturday at Notre Dame. Follow the leprechaun. On an adventure from step off into the tunnel and onto Notre Dame's field as he leads the team to an Irish victory. Pick up your copy, lepgameday.com. That's L-E-P-gameday.com. Enter that code BG23. Get your author signed copy today. Again, that offer is good through the end of the month. That's August 31st. It is the perfect gift for the Irish fan in your life, big or small. And like I keep saying about this deal, it is... Something that you will buy for your kid and they're going to pass down for generations. It's a great way to uh, brainwash your family into loving Notre Dame. It, it really is. So, yeah, go to lovegameday.com, pick up your copy. BG23 um, is that code. All right, Tim, let's talk about our favorites. You, what are you laughing about, Tim? No, I'm laughing because last week he literally talked about that brainwashing the young, which I just, I thought, I love that comment last week. I think actually I said it and he just agreed. I don't know if he would come out and say that. Hey, let's brain people, brainwash people with my book. I love it. But uh, <laughs> all right, this was your topic idea, Tim. Let's talk about our favorite recruits. I get one, you get one. That's it. You're going with Gerby Lambert. Yeah. The nation's number one offensive tackle per on three. The on three consensus has him ranked a little bit lower. Um, but uh someone who we talked about with, with Justin Scott, he hasn't taken um scott hasn't taken many visits well lambert is really has not gotten out on the road at all no um has no. he visited anywhere we don't have a single visit for him posted 
I know he's been to Boston College. He's not been to Notre Dame. The Irish offered him 10 months ago. I know Notre Dame's in a good spot for him, but otherwise it's 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 pretty much crickets on this young man. But you really like him. He's a huge Irish target. Um, right here. What, what do you think about this young man? Yes. Uh, another one, just like Scott, you know, I watched, you know, Lambert when he came out on three, had him number one. And, you know, I was like, eh, big, you know, watching the sophomore film now, big kid. I didn't see like, man, this is the number one tackle in the country. It's like, not that he was soft or anything. He's just, you know, big, a little slowish or whatnot. This junior film is freakish. I mean, he's just blowing people back. Explosiveness. He He's Blake Fisher on this film. He really is. As far as size, get off, footwork, he's he's everything. I think he's going to end up top twenty, top ten to twenty in the nation. You know, in the final in the final uh, you know polls way down the road, he's that good. He really is. He, he blew me away this junior film. I actually, you know, because I know you've been talking about him recently. I was like, man, I haven't watched his film in a while. So uh, found his his latest film on his Twitter, watched it, and it was blown away. He is, he's elite Notre Dame. Look at that. Just geez, Louise. Notre Dame is sound. Is, it, it feels like they, they got 15 guards on campus. Who the heck's going to play tackle, you know, when, um, you know, Joe Alt and Blake Fisher are done. So to me, this is the ultimate, you know, just like last year, you know, with Charles, you know, Charles, you know, Jagasaw there at offensive tackle, you get Lambert Jagasaw back-to-back classes. You got two freakish large, large, big, big dudes, I feel like, on your bookends uh, to replace Alton Fisher. That's what I see with these two guys. Yeah, a little side note. Next Wednesday, we were, it was supposed to be last Wednesday, and it was supposed to be this Wednesday, but both weren't able to happen. We're going to have Charles Power on, who um, heads the um, rankings at On3. So that definitely tune in next Wednesday because – Notre Dame had some risers. Notre Dame had some fallers among the 23 signees. So we'll get to talk to him about that. We'll probably talk CJ Carr in the 24 class. Cam Williams is a guy um, that he has ranked very high. So um, definitely tune in next week. Drop If you want to talk to one of these rankings guys and be like, whatever question you want to ask them, um, that will be your opportunity to do so. But yeah, any other thoughts on Lambert here? Last thing is is his stance is college football ready. Okay. He is low, low. You got some of these angles where it's just low. He is already – I mean, this is great high school football coaching right here, the way their offensive line coaches. Man, they are down, ready to roll. He's a knee bender. He, all those little offensive line turns that you have. That's what I'm saying. When I watched this junior film, I was blown away by how much he has improved from his sophomore year or so. You know, I'm going to tell Charles Powers, he's I mean, at the end of the day, I truly believe he's going to be in the national uh, top 20 when it's all said and done. He's that he's that good. Very, very excited. I know you've said, you know, I know Coach Heastan was just there with uh, a couple days ago or yesterday, correct? Visiting him. So I hope someone is visiting him next week because what one coach is allowed to visit a school a week, I believe. So I hope Coach Parker's there next week. Coach Reese the following week, whatever. Someone needs to go say hi to him every single week until he visits. Yeah. I just texted uh, a coach at Catholic Memorial to let him know to give our best to the offensive line coach at uh, Catholic oh. Memorial because, yeah, Kirby is uh, a, a definitely a good-looking player. All right. This is mine right here. Maybe this is right. the, uh, a, you know, many moons ago I was a, a high school receiver. And just what Jeremiah McClellan does – at this position is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, so he's listed at 5'10 and a half, 190 pounds. He's ranked outside of the top 200 nationally per the consensus and on three. Let's see if any of the websites have him ranked. I mean, the highest is 153 nationally. I personally think that this kid's an absolute freak show. Not, not just from like a, like athletically, I think he's a really nice player. I am a sucker, an absolute sucker for versatility. I mean, what this kid does from all different spots on the football field, the 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 double move, you'll see him play uh, Wildcat quarterback. You'll see him line up in the slot, in the outside. Think like Avery Davis with just how he's able to do a lot of different things, right? And Avery, when Avery Davis is healthy and playing well, like what, what, what would his peak year have been? Like 20, 
20, the, the year they upset Clemson. Um, think like Avery Davis versatility with the upside that Lorenzo Styles offers, but hasn't really tapped into. That's that's kind of that's what I think about Jeremiah McCullum. He like he's got the burst um in that great athleticism, but he just um can just do so much. He is such a smart, heady football player. I am a huge fan. I got to see him play in person. Um, and he was outstanding. Yeah, here he is on a little jet sweep, even. So, um, man, I he looks bigger than five ten and a half too. He's just he's a really nice football player, Tim. What do you think about him? And someone who Notre Dame really, really wants in in this this twenty four class. They signed his teammate in twenty three, Jeremiah Love, and now they're after him at twenty four or after this year yeah. in twenty four. Great pick because I think he is one of those must get as well. He's a you know, Notre Dame, you know, Notre Dame, you know, to me, he's like one of those six foot fast dudes. And it doesn't seem like Notre Dame's had a lot of guys like that. Like you're saying, who could do so many things on the football field. I, I always go back to the film when, you, you know, when he played uh, Ryan Wingo's team and you were there and he's so and, good. And some of the film that, you know, best you player in the field, my have. Best oh, player. I mean, that big time high school football, those guys going at the athletes on that field. And he was a dude out there. And then there is um, this game a- right here. He's playing against one of the top teams in Georgia. Oh, nice. He's he's legit. He would be a huge get, you know, for this football team. Great speed guy and out to me, the same type of thing you're saying. He could play outside or is he a true slot? Get him the ball multiple ways as a slot. But he is vastly underrated when you look at guys because I, you know, which is fascinating how. He is low comparable to so many. You know, we always talk about receivers between 20 and 40, man, flip a coin. Yeah. There's so many of them. It's, I mean, probably 15 to 40, there's so many of them. He, he's a good football player, and I really hope he's in this class because I think him, you get Williams out of Chicago, man, th- those two right there are outstanding football players. That was one heck of a play design there. I like that. Yes. Yeah, speaking of that, that 15 to 40 range, Going back to the, we're having Charles Power next week. Mm-hmm. Rico Flores is ranked so low by on three that when people say someone is criminally underrated, I roll my eyes. I'm like, are you like criminally under? Like, get out of here with that crap. Rico Flores might be. That's the one. That's the first time in ten years of in this business that I think someone might actually be criminally underrated. Like, we need to put out a. Uh, a warrant for for one Charles Power for for there's a wildcat. Now yeah. he's he's a special kid, and you get that, and you just keep building on this St. Louis. You know that this is know, the game I was at here. Yeah, Let's see if we can spot Mike Singer. It's always it's always one of my favorite things. <laughs> you Where am I short. at? Where am I at? Yeah, you're around somewhere. You're down there. Is that you holding the yard marker, helping out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm at there. Oh, uh, no, this is there. I don't know where I was, but yeah. I was not thinking. No, but that's, I mean, it's, you just keep going into that Catholic league, keep going into that St. Louis Catholic league and getting the premier guys and Notre Dame just makes that its own little feeder system down there and just keep tapping into that thing. Cause there's some really good high school football players down there. Yeah. That's fun a good little, pick. I really like that. Yeah. Fun segment. And then we're going to uh, have Tim give, uh, we got a couple more segments for tonight's show. Please do hit that thumbs up if you're just tuned in, folks. It really does help support what we're doing here at Blue and Gold, of course. Um, yeah, we're your what grade would you give? So Notre Dame's the, I, the, the, look, the transfer portal has closed for this period. Uh, I think it's what April that you you can start pulling players out of the portal again. Notre Dame landed five scholarship players. I think there was a punter they landed on as a walk on, but five scholarship guys: Javante, Gene Baptiste, defensive end. Uh, from Ohio State, uh, Sam Hartman, of course, from Wake Forest, Thomas Harper, uh, corner safety hybrid from Oklahoma State, Caleb Smith, the big boundary receiver from Virginia Tech, and I believe their leading receiver last year, then Spencer Schrader, the kicker from USF, go Bulls, um, USF alumni here, that's why I say that. Uh, yeah, Tim, what, uh, what, what, what do you think, like, can you, do you have a grade that you can give Notre Dame's uh, transfer portal class here? I mean, how do you 
I mean, with Hartman, right? Hartman is is the ultimate one, so it's easy to say A. So I'll be B plus. I hate giving out A's, so it's like you got to earn it, right? But uh, oh, you'll throw around twelve and O's like it's nothing, but to grade something an A, uh, yeah, okay. Hey, Notre Dame's been undefeated now a few times in the regular season, so you got to get there. But anyway, how about a good solid A minus because they got power five dudes, right? They got guy. I mean, you got a guy out of Ohio State who's played, who's got sacks you got a sack against georgia so you got got a guy who's been in you know the system you know train he knows how to work all those good things he's going to come in and play he's a great pickup for them hartman you know you know i'll get in i'm looking forward to really talking we're going to do that down the road more when spring ball starts because i got a billion things to say about him i'm really excited so um We'll have plenty of time for that. I can promise you yeah, that. Exactly. The best thing about Hartman uh, for everyone is the ball does not hit the dirt a lot. So that's always a positive. Uh, they got a heck of a nickel back out of Oklahoma State who played a ton of football. You got a big time wide, huge physical presence out of Tech, And then, you know, you got the guy from your, you know, your home school there. So I like that they went out and they got power five guys, all guys that are going to come in. And these are dudes that are just going to play right away in the rotation, nickel, a DN. It's going to strengthen that DN thing. So these guys all stay healthy, get through the whole season, solid A-. You know, I would have maybe been, you know, really wanted them to have a big, you know, a big guy. I just want some big dude in the middle for Notre Dame. It's like, when are they going to get some 310-pounder and just sit there that could just push the pocket? And they just haven't had a guy like that. So I was hoping that they could find someone like that, but those are tough to find. They didn't get it. Tim, if I were to ask you the four positions that Notre Dame has needed to improve on to win a national title, looking back the past decade, what what four positions would you say? Oh, God. Quarterback. I mean, obviously quarterback. Quarterback? Quarterback. A a running back that could cut and, you know, just make a play consistently, which obviously, you know, you could say Kyron Williams and – Dexter Williams did that at times. Um, I mean, they've had good football players, you know. I would say, I mean, to me, a a monster in the middle, just some dominant dude that you got a double team. I mean, like George, every time you watch George, it's like, oh, my God, they got another one of these guys. I have a point here, so move it along, Tim. What else? (laughs) What else? I mean. See, it's not like Citizen just said in the – it's not offensive line. I mean, it's not. I, I can hear arguing for a defensive line. I'm going quarterback. Definitely quarterback. Think about Notre Dame in big games. Where do they get torched on the outside, right? And where has Notre Dame struggled to make plays offensively on the outside? So outside. quarterback, cornerback, receiver, and then, yeah, a defensive lineman, right? Just elite they've pass had good wide res- But they've had good wide receivers. That's the thing. They have wide receivers in the NFL. They haven't had a consistent quarterback to just vertically stretch people in a while. Hartman could throw the ball. They've had a few. Yeah. Guys. I mean, Chase Claypool could play with anyone in college football. So they, they, I'm just saying they've had dudes out there. They've had some good football players. So it hasn't all just been on one group. Let's go back and well, you said running back, running back, and it's definitely not it for me. Receiver is more for running. Back. I'm, you know, I'm just saying, like more. You know, like, just, so my my long way to say, I think they got four of them. Like four, they hit four positions right here that Notre Dame yeah. always needs to be improving on, uh, especially. So, um, wide receiver Caleb Smith's not a guy who's going to stretch you, and but he's a big physical presence is what he is. Good football player. Yeah, you know, and if I guess Gene yeah. Baptiste, I don't think anticipate shredding offensive line. No. It's still it's adding it adding a, good yeah. players at these positions of need. And he's long. He's so yeah. He's six legit six five. Big long presence out there. No, it's a very good group of bodies that they went out and uh, as you know they're becoming grad transfer you because that's what they like to load up on, which is fine. I have no problem with that. Yeah, for for a team that's not very aggressive in the transfer portal, per Tim Hyde. I mean, oh, you talking about all the young guys, all the young guys they offered that uh, went somewhere else. I didn't say they had success landing them. I just said they went after them. I feel you. I feel you. Notre Dame in the transfer portal was much like one of my friends in high school. Um, his name was Anthony. Okay, he would contact 
like a hundred girls. And his line of reasoning was if I hit up a hundred girls and one of them is interested in me, dude, that's a win. That's kind of how Notre Dame was in the portal. They cast a very wide net. They were looking everywhere. Everyone like it. I always get the question from people's like, does Notre Dame have someone who just monitors the transfer portal? I'm thinking to myself, you think an operation as big as Notre Dame, they're not checking the transfer portal every 10 minutes. So they were looking far and wide everywhere. And um, every position pretty much like they, so I I would say they absolutely were aggressive. No, they got some. Yeah, really good I'm giving it, I'm giving it an A. I'm giving it an A. I I think, especially with Hartman, right? You got arguably the best transfer quarterback, arguably being the key word. Um, so I'm some people it. Hartman's not their cup of tea. Others he is. Oh, is the slow mesh thing going to transfer? You know, it's it's it. You, you can have that conversation, but yeah, his experience and what he's done. And the A, you know, Harper's been banged up. He's a violent, forceful player, but he's been banged up a ton. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious as you hear about Caleb Smith uh, when spring ball starts and what Patrick and Tyler have to say about him. Is he is he a guy that could, you know, go up top? I'm really curious to learn about him. He's a good-looking uh, football player when you watch his Vautech highlights, though. Real good player. And then Baptiste, like you said, he's he was a backup Ohio State, but they've had some NFL dudes in front of him as well, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fair. Oh, well, folks, let's uh, move this thing along. But first, let's hear from uh, one of our sponsors uh, in uh, Rogue Shop. Um, yeah, folks, please do head over to the website, rogueshop.com. Uh, husband and wife outfit as Mr. Rogue and his wife, Shar, are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine, a true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow all of their products themselves um yeah rogue shop sells ta uh, cbd thc edibles tinctures uh smokables bath salts pain creams topicals vapes candles soaps and more um do everything by hand again their website division is rogueshop.com their website has a 24 7 uh chat feature where customers can ask mr rogue and char any questions they might have again rogueshop.com if you have any issues sleeping or chronic pain or any anxiety and stress issues. And you can use promo code BLUEANDGOLD uh, to get 10% off your order. Again, folks, that is promo code BLUEANDGOLD. That's just one word, blue and gold, over at rogueshop.com. Please do head over and check that out. All right, Mr. Hyde, I think we've got one more topic, um, something that you absolutely love to talk about. When you texted me that you wanted to talk about this, have to admit, I rolled my eyes like, really? You want to talk about blue chip ratio again? Uh, but Notre Dame does have an 86% blue chip ratio. It's early, early, early in the 24 recruiting class for the Irish, just seven commitments. Uh, but that blue chip ratio means your commits who are ranked four or five stars. So Notre Dame has seven commits. Six of them um, are ranked um, at least. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. 86%. Six divided by seven, eighty-six percent. That doesn't sound right. Okay, sure is. I'm an idiot. Today I've been struggling. But yeah, Carson Hobbs is ranked a three-star. The other guys are ranked as all uh, four stars. So yeah, you want to talk talk about this too? Well, yeah, I mean, what you know, just real quick on this was, you know, as we start to talk about, you know, 2024, Notre Dame had the big, you know, Junior Day bunch of visits. I know you vlogged some predictions, and I just started, I just started looking at the top 20 guys, so to speak, if Notre Dame gets these guys, some of the guys you've liked predictions for, if they get, you know, the, the tight end out of Nebraska, you know, you get the, you know, the running back they just offered out of Chicago. He's only a three-star. So you just start, you know, you know, the offensive tackle, you know, they just offered in, uh, in Indiana. If they get him, who's a three-star, but Lambert's going to be a five-star, you know, it balances out. And then, so I just went 20 guys. I just threw 20 names up and I started looking at them. And I was like, holy moly, if Notre Dame does this again, they're going to be right under 80%. So they will hit. They're going to hit more than likely, you know, assuming all goes good, obviously recruiting. They're going to have three straight years of 70 plus percent blue chip in the consensus rankings, which, you know, I'm going back, you know, 20 years. It's never happened at Notre Dame. And this is why I just wanted to bring it up. I just started looking at it. They've been 77, 79 the last two years. 
if the season ended today and they signed the top 20 guys that, you know, I'm just hoping they sign, they're going to be in the high seventies again, 79%. And that's off the rankings as of today. And then Weiss had 83 and 90, 96% back to back, but he had 68 and 56, the two classes that bookend that. So Freeman could be right on the tail end of doing this three straight years, which if you do it over the last two years, as I've talked about, only the Buckeyes, the Bulldogs, and the Crimson Tide are the only programs that have done it the last two years in 70% with Notre Dame. And I found that fascinating. And then another thing I just started researching is going back to having a player, because you know we're talking about players and rankings. So using the four services, who's ranked in the top 10 of positions? And the class of 2013 had 15. This last class was 14. This class that Marcus Freeman could sign this year is right now 14 out of my top 20 prospects are at least ranked in the top 10 by one service. Hmm. So you're looking at another premier class, which Freeman just signed on top of, you know, looking at that 2013, which has been the linchpin over the last 20 years. That and I would, you know, one of Weiss's class and really going back to Brady Quinn's great class of 03. So. I just looked at I just started just rummaging numbers today. I found it interesting because people get nervous with recruiting. And someone even posted on the message board, why is Notre Dame looking at all these guys that aren't ranked and a lot of three stars? And it's like, well, look at Hillman, right? I mean, that guy was going one double A football. And now he's a, almost a top 100 player. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I, you know, like I said, just started looking at bodies. And I was just fascinating how many blue chips Notre Dame is on. I know people get hung up on the five stars and are they getting this Florida guy and whatnot? Coach Freeman could do this three years in a row, which is just awesome. But keeping that class when he got hired from falling apart, heck of a class this year. And I've been saying, I really think 24 is going to be better than 23 when it's all said and done. Uh, Derek says uh, he loves Zibikowski on the other night. That was fantastic with Ghouls being Zibby. I mean, I, I, I felt like Tim Hyde just sitting back eating popcorn, just kind of watching these two legends uh, talk it out. So, yeah, if you have not watched our show from Sunday night, um, yeah, skip through the first six, seven minutes or whatever when we had technical issues. And then, uh, yeah, the rest of it was just absolutely fantastic. Uh, appreciate the five from Derek. So will be a last uh, comment, and then we're going to get out of here for the night. Do you see Notre Dame winning against the big three, being USC, Ohio State, and Clemson next season? Appreciate you as well, Derek. What do you think here, Tim? Hey, uh, on spot. When, when you're uh, when you're when your home games, just win the home games, right? Win your home games. That's the way. That, can they win? Of course they can win. They have their Notre, yeah. Notre Dame is going into this season with a quarterback, people. So whether once again, like Mike has talked about, whether you're you know pros, you know pro Hartman or having concerns, you know, and, and real quick, you said something. We'll get into this later. I've watched a ton of it. This slow mesh thing, they don't run this. It's like the scan offense. Everyone freaked out. Reese is running the scan. Then when you do the game plan, you're like, they ran it eight times in a game. It's like people act like it's every – the slow mesh, he does a handful of times each and every game. That's it. Third down, zero, zero mesh. He's a drop-back quarterback, people. So they're going into this season with a big-time elite quarterback with a lot of dudes returning. Just win the two home games, right? Let's don't worry about Clemson. That's down there. It's when the I'm telling you, I, me, Mike, I I literally I just can't wait for the Iowa State game. I think that game is just going to be electric, electric in South Bend. All right, this show has been electric, Tim. I appreciate you for bringing it tonight. We'll be back next Wednesday. Yeah, again, definitely tune into that one with Charles Power, the on three director of scouting and rankings. I'm going to have to give them a, a warning that, hey, we did let people know that they're <laughs> going to be coming with their questions. Um, so, uh, yeah, be, be ready for your uh, your live appearance here at Blue and Gold. Really smart, sharp guy. So that, that should be a lot of fun. My big question for him is going to be, what the heck were you thinking about? Rico? Like, we're going to pop on Rico Flores tape and be like, dude, tell me what you're thinking here. Um, but uh, I, I think one thing is we just look at it from a Notre Dame perspective. Like yeah. Rico Flores, there's 62 receivers ranked higher than him how could that be but i haven't watched the like i haven't dove into all the 62 other guys it's just none or of course no notre dame guys above them it's just like or players who notre dame recruited but like the random you know number 58 like i don't i don't know 
you know, I don't know, like like he does, and Charles does a really good job. So that will be uh that'll be pretty so, interesting. Uh, so CJ Carr will be talked about then next week. Yes, we'll talk about CJ Carr. Yeah, I'm interested about that one. Oh yes. Um, so uh all right folks well that's gonna do it fun show fun show fun show uh yeah friday we'll have our recruiting show with uh myself and trey we posted other videos today at blue and gold so please do check out those as well if you need some uh, more time to pass as your day goes on um and yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll catch you guys next wednesday night with one of these shows do check out all our content at you on our youtube channel and as well as blueandgold.com folks really appreciate you and as always we'll catch you next time Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.